Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu salam wa rasulillah. I advise you and myself to be conscious of Allah Almighty, for in this worldly life you are commanded and accountable. Afflictions will befall you and death will beset you, and blessings are bestowed upon you in succession. So you receive a new blessing while another one leaves and you get something new while something else wears out, and you do not make a new mark except that a previous one fades away, and our roots, our ancestors, have passed, and we are their branches, and branches cannot perpetuate once the roots are gone. Allah Almighty said, While the worldly life is compared to the hereafter, brief enjoyment, in general, People are destined to exert and toil, and Allah created them into hardship, and some people indulge while others suffer. There are those weakened by troubles to the point of humiliation, and there are those intoxicated by bounties to the point of transgression, and the astute neither deviate nor transgress, and remain steadfast in either case and stand at the door of their Creator and Master, asking Him for relief and well-being in their religious and worldly affairs, and their family and wealth. Preference for well-being is an innate nature that Allah created in people, so no one likes calamity and pain except the disturbed and those who have a sealed heart. The value of well-being is only realized by those who do not have it in their religious and worldly affairs. For if well-being perpetuates, it is not appreciated. And if it is not there, then it is appreciated. The cloak of well-being is one of the most beautiful garments for worldly and religious affairs. And through worldly and religious well-being, life is enjoyable and the outcome is good in the hereafter. Out of mercy and concern for his community, the Prophet ﷺ directed them to say, Ask Allah for forgiveness and well-being, for indeed, other than certainty and faith, none has been given anything better than well-being. The Prophet ﷺ reinforced what he said with repeated actions so that his community feels the value of this great blessing. For the Prophet ﷺ used to say, O Allah, I ask you well-being in this world and the next. O Allah, I ask you well-being in my religion, in my worldly affairs, in my family, and in my health. Ibn al-Juzri, may Allah have mercy upon him, said, Whoever is given well-being has triumphed with what they hoped for morally and physically, religiously and worldly, and is protected from what they fear in the two homes, that is, the world, this world and the next. Every wise and discerning person notices the focus of most people on only physical well-being. They devote time, effort, reminders, and mindshare to attaining this blessing, while they ignore the value of religious well-being and being spared from calamities and afflictions. Whoever limits themselves to seeking physical well-being without seeking religious well-being has gone to extremes in, in negligence and has deviated from the right path. And whoever seeks religious well-being without physical well-being has wronged themselves, for perhaps their poor physical well-being will diminish their religious dedication, 
the Prophet said, The strong believer is better and dearer to Allah than the weak believer. And a person neglects to attain religious well-being. When he does so, he exposes himself to ruin and loss. And ruin and loss are manifested whenever someone openly disobeys their Lord. For their Lord sheltered them, but they exposed themselves. And it was authenticated that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, All my community will be pardoned except those who openly sin. And the Prophet ﷺ explained the danger of openly sinning in that the one who openly sins will get a burden of the sins whoever follows their example in sinning. He ﷺ said, No person is killed wrongfully except that some of the burden of its blood is upon the first son of Adam because he was the first to institute killing. And the Prophet ﷺ warned us of deficiencies in religious well-being. For he said, There will be a trial during which the one sitting is better than the one standing, and the one standing is better than the one walking, and the one walking is better than the one running, and whoever is exposed to it, it will overtake him. So whoever finds a place of protection or refuge should shelter in it. And some scholars mentioned, what some of the interpreters of the Qur'an said regarding the narrative of the companions of the cave. This narrative is evidence that whoever flees from the trials for the sake of their religion, Allah will save him from them. And whoever is keen for attaining well-being, Allah will grant him well-being. And whoever seeks refuge in Allah, Allah will grant him refuge. And this is the case whenever tribulations intensify. From what the Prophet ﷺ taught his grandson, Al-Hasan bin Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, was what to say when standing in supplication during the witr prayer. O oh Allah, guide me among those you have guided. Grant me well-being among those you have granted well-being. From among the sunnahs of Allah is that some communities are tested and worn through wars, others by lack of security, and others by a decrease in wealth, lives, and fruits, and others by calamities, earthquakes, and the like. And the result is as Allah Almighty said, But give good tidings to the patient, who when disaster strikes them say, Indeed we belong to Allah, and indeed to Him we will return. Those are the ones upon whom are blessing from their Lord and mercy, and it is those who are the rightly guided. Here Allah Almighty mentioned that testing and warning have produced results for the one tested, for they remembered and returned to Allah, and they realized guidance, and there is no time or place accepted from warning, for the sun was eclipsed during the best era, the era of the Prophet ﷺ, and he ﷺ mentioned that Allah, glory be to him, warns his servants through it. And it is flawed thinking and deficiency in knowledge and iman in Allah to limit these sunnahs to purely natural phenomena. Without wisdom 
or fruits, or no opportunity for boosting Iman faith, or softening the heart through them, and so that we realize which of these two understandings is closer to the guidance of Allah Almighty. Let us reflect on a hadith narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Zayd bin Khalid al-Juhani narrated that the Prophet ﷺ led his companions in the Fajr prayer in Al-Hudaybiyah following a rainy night. Then he said, Do you know what your Lord has said? They said, Allah and his messenger know best. He said, This morning, one of my servants became a believer in me and one a disbeliever. As for him who said, We have been given rain by virtue of Allah and his mercy. That one is a believer in me, a disbeliever in the stars. As the pre-Islamic Arabs believed that rain was brought about by the movement of the stars. And as for him who said, We have been given rain by such and such star. That one is a disbeliever in me, a believer in the stars. Rain is one of Allah's universal laws. And offering prayer, requesting rain has been prescribed. And its apparent cause is known. In spite of this, there are those who limit rain to strictly a natural phenomena. Their feeble minds do not allow any consideration for reward, for punishment, for trial, or for reflection. Allah might, and that is not strange, for Allah Almighty said, Indeed, those upon whom the word or decree of your Lord has come into effect will not believe, even if every sign should come to them until they see the painful punishment. And Allah Almighty said, And we send not the signs except as a warning. What is required when signs occur, such as earthquakes, eclipses, strong winds, and floods, is to hasten to repent to Allah and to supplicate to Him and ask for well-being, and remember Him often and seek His forgiveness. And the Prophet ﷺ advised during an eclipse, If you see something of that nature, then hasten to remembering Him, supplicating to Him, and asking for His forgiveness. And it is recommended to have mercy on the poor and needy and to give them charity. For the Prophet ﷺ said, The entirely merciful has mercy upon those who are merciful. Have mercy upon those who are on the earth. He who is in the heaven will have mercy upon you. So let us repent to Allah Almighty and let each of us hold ourselves accountable and take care of those under our responsibility and console our afflicted brothers and sisters with supplications and with what helps them and lessens their affliction. O Allah, guide us among those who you have guided. Grant us well-being among those you have granted well-being. Take us into your charge among those you have taken into your charge. Bless us in what you have given. Guard us from the evil of what you have decreed, for you decree and none can decree over you. He whom, he, he whom you befriend is not humbled. Blessed and exalted are you, our Lord. Hada wa salatu wa rasulillah.